Do you struggle with a puffy face, hands, or feet? Do you get bloating, a firm abdomen, or difficulty breathing into your belly? Or do you struggle with fatigue and foggy headedness that doesn't go away no matter how much you rest or eat? If so, you may have a lymph detoxification problem. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you the two steps to clearing up your puffy face, hands, and feet, getting rid of your bloating, and clearing up your head. It all has to do with lymph, and it is the topic of our episode today. I hope you guys are ready. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to our series on detoxing and welcome back from our break from last week. For those of you who have listened to last week's podcast episode and were here, you learned that my house lost power. Uh, It had lost power as of the recording for three days and ended up being five days total super not fun. Don't recommend it, but I didn't have all my equipment that was able to be used. And so I just recorded on my phone, something a little bit more, um, out of our current series and more heartfelt. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you already have, and if you haven't, it is five reasons you are brave. If you have IBS, but honestly, it applies to any chronic illness five reasons you are brave. You, If you're feeling discouraged, I would strongly recommend you check it out today because, man, it can be discouraging to be on a, on a health journey and you don't always feel that way. So if you need some reasons to realize how awesome you are, go check out that episode. That's episode 107. Awesome. But today we're moving on with our detoxing series. Thus far, we've covered three detoxing pathways that we have in our bodies. There are all the external or eliminating pathways. So uh, there's three different phases to detoxing and elimination's the last phase. And the three pathways we've looked at is poop, also known as your colon, pee, also known as your kidneys, and sweat also known as your skin. And if you have any problems with any of those three things, I'm thinking constipation, diarrhea, or um, ulcer, not ulcerative colitis, um, or 
uh, interstitial cystitis, painful bladder, frequent UTIs, skin problems like rashes, hives, psoriasis. Go check out those episodes. They're going to be um, talking about why those systems of our bodies flare up and have problems and how it connects to detoxing. You might be trying to detox by doing things like taking a green smoothie or do, going into saunas. All these things can be good. They can also be bad or can be stirring up problems opposed to fixing problems. And so if you've had any problems with detoxing or want to know how you can detox better, or if you have any problems with those organs and systems, go check out those episodes, our previous three episodes in this series. But moving forward today, we are talking about a new, uh, the, the second, or the actually, I apologize, the first phase of detoxification. So if you've been here for previous episodes, you've heard me talk about the ABLE method, which is stands for agitating, binding, and eliminating. Get it? L, eliminating, <laughs> able. And whenever you are doing a detox, whether that's, you know, this, this series actually all got started from a conversation I had with a friend on how she can detox from the COVID vaccine. And, and not that the vaccine's inherently evil, but a vaccine, just like a whole other sort of things, including the cold and a flu and all these things we can be exposed to there, they cause inflammation temporarily. And the best thing we can do is help our bodies detox and say, okay, we're responding to this inflammation. So I talked her through how you want to agitate, bind, and eliminate toxins. And a lot of times, if you aren't doing one of those steps enough or properly for your body and where your body's at, then you're not going to feel the greatest. Well, today we are talking about lymph. And lymph is very much in the agitate corner of things. Agitating has to do with both stirring things up as well as transporting, uh, getting an initial transport of toxins. If you probably have heard of lymph before. Lymph sort of gets a name for things. Uh, if you've been in the alternative health sphere for long enough, there's lymph manual lymphatic drainage, which can be a manual therapy thing that maybe a physical therapist does or a massage therapist does. There's dry brushing, which if you've ever heard of that and have kind of wondered why would you put a brush on your skin, <laughs> that has to do with lymph. And so whether or not you've heard of lymph today, I'm hoping that this episode gives you some insight, either some a refresher on what lymph is, but honestly, some action steps and even some insight of how can you know if your lymph is, is acting properly. Lymph is a genuinely an important part of your body. And it's not just important. Sometimes you might have hear of lymph being important. For example, your lymph nodes, which are these things that might swell up with certain infections like mono. So it, lymph can be important for way more things than just like, oh, do you or do you not have swollen lymph nodes? And this has to do with the fact that your lymph, lymphatic system is a huge part of your immune system. So let's talk about lymph. Let's, let's back it up. So the detox power of lymph is agitating and transporting. It is huge, huge, huge on transportation. It is the part of your body that gets into the smallest crevices and corners of everything. So the intracellular spaces in your skin and your organs, all these different places of your body where there's really tight spaces. There's not actually a blood vessel nearby. So there's not a vein or an artery. Uh, it's just this intracellular fluid or matrix that some people call it intracellular matrix. And this is where nutrients both disseminate. So, you know, 
you don't just actually plug a, a, a artery that has fresh nutrient filled blood into a cell. The nutrients kind of seep through osmosis through the intracellular matrix and then vice versa. The cells then kick back what we call metabolic waste. It's just waste that the cell naturally creates by living, by respirating and, and taking in glucose and oxygen and then using it up and then kicking it back. And that metabolic waste, which can be very natural, ends up filtering, hanging out in the uh, intracellular matrix, and then will get picked up by your lymphatic system. Your lymphatic system are these like little teeny ducks. They start off super, super small. Um, basically, <laughs> materials are just squeezing through cells, like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. And it ends up in a very, very tiny, what you could imagine, tributary. So you have like a stream, a very small stream. That's the beginning of a mighty river. So if you think of your body this way, you have all these teeny tiny streams that are going to be on these kind of close to your skin, the outside of your body, far away from your bot, from your torso. So towards the hands, the legs, feet, your head. And then as you see these tributaries, if you're looking at your body in your mind's eye, hands, it's really small head, really small skin, kind of the outside of yourself. As you get deeper into your body, uh, so deep, more deep into your elbows, your shoulders, and then closer to your torso, so closer to your heart, your diaphragm, these tributaries, they combine, and then they get thicker and thicker and, and wider and wider, and you're transporting more things, and you'll, um, as you're transporting lymphatic fluid, which is full of everything from like your immune system, it has white blood cells, it has metabolic waste, it has macrophages, which is like eating up all these different uh, bad things, or even just kind of old dead things like uh, blood cells that have kind of died off. How does your body, how does your body make sure that you don't <laughs> just start dumping dead cells in some random part of your body? No, you have to filter it out. So your lymphatic system is doing all that filtering at your lymphatic nodes or your lymph nodes. And those are always working, whether or not they're inflamed or not, they're always working and doing some jobs. It's kind of like your little sewage system, sewage treatment center, where the water's going to come in, get all cleaned and nice and go be sent back out for people to be able to drink and to bathe in and do all sorts of very safe things um, with things that were maybe not so safe or kind of grody. Right. And so that's your lymphatic system. And when you, the problems start, this is when the problem starts, guys, you're like, well, I don't science. I don't care. Alison. why do I care? Right. The problem starts when there is too much load on the lymphatic system. There's more toxins coming into the lymphatic system than the lymphatic system can deal with or the lymphatic system isn't moving very well. And it can, it can be one of those or it could be both, right? You could actually have too much waste and the lymphatic system is just like not working super well because the lymphatic system's unique. It's the only system of the body that doesn't have an engine essentially to it. And what, what, what do I mean by an engine? So your cardiovascular system has an engine to it. It's the heart, the heart pumps and it gets this, it pushes that blood through and it says, okay, you're going to move whether you like it or not. It's pushing all that through. And then your lymphatic system actually doesn't have that at all. Your lymphatic system moves when you move. It moves with, with touch, with exercise, with walking, with stretching. It, it moves when you breathe. It, it moves when you move and it doesn't have anything kind of forcing anything through. So 
a lot of times when you are sick, uh, that kind of the, the, the pulling motion, the things that are actually going to move the lymph along can become inhibited for a variety of reasons. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today because we want to know about, well, what can you do about it, right? How can you actually make your lymphatic system work better? Uh, so the lymphatic system, again, talked about, it starts kind of really, really small towards the surface of the skin or further out in your body. So in your appendages, like your head, hands, and feet. And then as it gets closer, it starts to filter from every part of your body. It filters from muscles, it filters from bones, it filters from organs. Organs are a huge place that their organs are dumping tons of toxins. Whether we're talking about kind of like heavy metals, um, you know, chemicals, things like that, that might be more human oriented uh, in, in origin, or it might be just, again, that metabolic waste toxins, things your body naturally is going to create anyways. Organs are doing a lot of that. So every organ, your spleen, your eyes, your, your stomach, your intestines, your muscles, they're all creating lots of metabolic waste. The lymphatic system's picking up. And this all ends at, I don't know if you guys know this, do you know what where all the lymph goes, right? So, I mean, they go to the lymph nodes, but they're all, they have to keep flowing, right? The lymph nodes don't dissipate the lymph. So the lymph just gets cleaned at the nodes. Well, what happens after that? Okay. At the very end of it, this fluid, kind of clear fluid, ends up at the heart and it dumps right back into uh, your, your cardiovascular system. So you really want to make sure that whatever's in the lymphatic system gets cleaned by the time it gets to your cardiovascular system. Because if it's in the blood, your blood pumps everywhere. Your blood pumps to your brain and your eyes and your tongue and your feet and your gut and your reproductive system. It, it, it goes everywhere. It goes to your liver. It, it, it goes everywhere. So you really want to make sure you have clean lymphatic systems, so you have a clean blood and a happy body. So this gets us to symptoms of a clogged detox pathway for the lymphatic system. I've already mentioned some of them. That was kind of what I was kind of at, talking about at the very beginning. If you have a puffy neck, face, hands, legs, feet, clavicles, uh, I've had a lot of clients talk to me about, yeah, I've noticed I kind of have this puffy either feeling, I know that like my rings don't fit the way they used to. And I, and they know it's not weight. Like maybe they say, well, I've gained a little bit of weight, but it just seems like things are really like, I look a lot more puffed up than even just how much that then I might just from the amount of weight that I've gained. Right. So this is because of the traffic jam of fluid. So those tributaries that are going to larger streams, they're getting backed up. Right. So if you have too many cars on the highway, or the highway is just too small. So maybe normal amount of cars, but then somebody breaks the highway, right? If you have construction, that's actually what we're talking about. No, <laughs> if there's construction and there's fewer lanes for the same amount of cars on a given day, you're going to have a problem and things are going to get backed up. And when things get backed up, the fluid stays on the outside, right? And so it, it'll stay on that kind of appendages, so hands, feet, it'll stay in the face. There's a lot of fluid we're draining from the face because we have very important organs that we A, use a lot and B, use, create a lot of metabolic waste, aka your brain creates a ton of metabolic waste. And that is going to create this traffic jam. And this is something that I remember that that I hope is really helpful to people because this is something I did not figure out in my own health until, I mean, it wasn't even, it was, it wasn't a top priority thing. I was like, I would love to just not have bloating and gas and be able to eat a meal. 
But as I was healing my gut, I realized several years into it, I don't have a puffy face anymore. I had this kind of almost childish looking face because it was so puffy. And I just figured that was, that was maybe just my face. And I, I ran marathons and I was exercised plenty and I did yoga and I was pretty healthy person as far as like visually, if you look at my weight, but my face was super puffy and I didn't know what to make of it, but it turned out it was puffiness for my lymphatic system, just being super toxic and backed up and not draining well. Well, on top of that, I also had some other symptoms that were not necessarily um, lymphatic and I say lymphatic in nature. So lymphatics, we're really going to see that puffiness when you, when you hear about the word edema, edema is uh, lymph that's been held up. And so edema is going to be, you know, you get on a plane and maybe it's a really long flight. You sit for a long time. The cabin pressure is really different. Um, and you get a bunch of blood pooling in your legs and then you get this edema, or maybe you get edema after a surgery and basically just means that your body's not processing the fluids of your body well. You're, it's not staying mobile, and so it's pooling in certain areas or getting stuck, right? So that's, that's where the puffiness comes from. And you might ha- not have some diagnosable edema, but it's, it's there. And then the other thing that you're going to notice that's specifically lymphatic that I, I have been able to, after having enough clients come in to me with, with problems with their gut and their puffiness, and we've done lab testing. And then I do manual assessment using visceral manipulation is that there's a kind of correlation between a stagnant lymphatic system and a firm or painful upper belly region. And so upper belly, I mean, where the ribs kind of come together, that kind of right up beneath that, but also the inch or two below it. So we're talking definitely above the belly button, but below the rib cage, a firm or painful area. There's a couple organs there that can be causing some nasties. We're thinking the pyloric sphincter, which is connected to the stomach. That's totally addressable, but it definitely will cause some discomfort. But also there's a, there's a, uh, organ there or a, or a, or a little, yeah, we'll call it an organ there called the cisterna chile, the cisterna chile, and it's Latin. It means kind of like a, a well, right? So a cistern, a cisterna. It's a collecting area for lymph from your legs and from your abdomen that then collects right below your diaphragm. And so every time you breathe or do like a crunch, that Ideally, that cisterna chile gets pumped and you can really get a good amount of, of lymph that gets pushed past there. Well, the cisterna chile can have a variety of problems. And if, if that lymph is not moving for, out of it, then that's going to be another problem for stagnant um, lymph. And it will cause or be at least a portion of the problems of having a firm or painful upper belly region. Another, but outside of that, some symptoms you'll get from a lymphatic, a clogged lymphatic system is that are not specifically as palpable connected to the lymphatic system. It's going to have to do with something called systemic inflammation. So you heard me talk about clean blood. You want to have this blood that is filtered really well. The, and part, part, one part of having clean blood, more or less, is having a lymphatic system that cleans effectively and proportionate to the amount of toxins being dumped into it. If that is not happening, if more toxins are being dumped in than the lymphatic system can handle and it still ends up in the blood, you get something called systemic inflammation. And this means it's inflammatory substances, even if it's natural, like your own metabolic waste 
that gets recirculated through your whole body via your bloodstream. So the arteries take blood everywhere, brain, to your liver, to your reproductive system, to your gut, to your muscles, to your feet, and you get those inflammatory substances redistributed. (laughs) And your cells do not like that. So it can manifest in pain. It can manifest in headaches. Having just like a feeling of a stuffy head, congestion, post-nasal drip. You can check out episode 47 on the gut-sinus connection to learn more about that. Bloating, because Poor drainage of lymphatic fluid from the gut is going to mean that the organs in that region in general aren't going to function as well. That could be creating bile, creating stomach acid. Um, There's going to be even more inflammation now, but a huge producer of your toxic waste um, that your lymph is, is dealing with is in your small intestine and in your stomach where they're absorbing things that are, that are going on in those areas. Foggy headedness, poor memory and fatigue are also connected to that. Cause now you've got kind of nasty grody blood going up to your brain and how's your brain going to feel about that? Not so great. So that can be connected to lymph. So some causes of clogged detox pathways, we're going to break it down into one of two problems, uh, that again can happen either or, or at both at the same time. So Number one, sources of inflammation, increased sources of inflammation, really. We're thinking pathogens in organs. So having H. pylori in your stomach, having a parasite, bacterial overgrowth, candida, C. diff in the small intestines, systemically, systemically meaning anywhere in the body. So, uh, you know, cells just hanging out anywhere. Uh, We're thinking mold or Lyme are going to be two things there, two of many problems that you could come across. All of these things are things I found in my clients and that have impacted their health. And so, um, that any pathogens and organs, they're actually constantly excreting their own metabolic waste, plus actual toxic juice to try and keep you weak. Their goal, a a pathogen's goal is not to kill you. Typically, uh, they want to keep you alive because you're its host, but they want to keep you weakened so that you can't get rid of it. So that's where this toxic juice comes from, ends up in your lymphatic system. Lymphatic system gets overburdened. You end up with a puffy face and a firm belly and bloating and foggy headedness. No bueno. Other sources of inflammation, we're thinking heavy metal toxicity, hormonal imbalance, particularly excess estrogen, excess testosterone, um, proper improper conversion of testosterone to estrogen, which can happen in both men and women. Food sensitivities, you're being exposed to leaky gut, which just means you have a damaged gut lining and even things that aren't inherently harmful, they're just getting into your bloodstream before they're broken down enough and your body sort of freaks out. It's not good. Personal care products with toxins. We're really thinking anything that has anything that goes on your skin that has chemicals, parabens, phthalates, um, any type of minerals like aluminum. Uh, We have titanium dioxide, which is in several different products that you might like Skittles. It was recently found Skittles was actually sued about it. Super interesting. Titanium dioxide. You can look that up, but, um, anything you put on your skin, it's going to go straight. One of the ways that we absorb things into our body via our skin is the, 
is the skin goes into the lymphatic system. So if you're like, I'm putting this on my skin because I'm going to absorb it, or I'm taking an Epsom salt bath because I will absorb it. Well, you're absorbing it via the skin into the lymphatic system. So think shampoo, lotion, makeup, perfume, cologne, anything you put on your skin is going to end up in your lymphatic system. So what are you putting on your skin? And then that has to do with sources of inflammation. And then the other problem with the lymphatic system is going to be reduced detoxification capability. And this is typically going to come from one of two places, just not moving, right? So earlier I'd mentioned that the lymphatic system thrives on you moving. And that could be walking, stretching, getting a massage. This doesn't have to be intense. Like, uh, it didn't count unless I like ran five miles. Nope. It just moving in general, doing some crunches, rotating your torso, yoga, all those things definitely count as moving your lymph. And then any type of organ or fascial restriction, particularly in the torso. I see so many restrictions in the torso, and this has to do with how our body disseminates impact whenever we experience trauma. And I mean physical trauma. So if you fall off a bike or you hit your head and you fall down or you slip on ice and you hit your tailbone or you get in a car accident, all these things kind of are jostling. You like fall off a tree, fall off a swing, things that happen to us throughout our childhood and adulthood that if we don't have a broken bone, most people don't think too much about. But the thing is, is that they do and they, not that they inherently will, but most of the time, I mean, we, I'm working with a client and I recently had someone who we found a bunch of restrictions in their torso. Her main problem was constipation. Her main area of physical fascial and organ restriction was in her rib cage, right? So it was around her diaphragm and her heart and her lungs and her bronchi. And it all stemmed from at least the direction of the tension that I was finding. I said, Hey, has anything happened up in this left shoulder region across the right, right rib cage? And she said, well, I broke my clavicle when I fell off a swing when I was, I mean, she was like five or six. And so, um, we said that, that sounds about it. She couldn't think of anything else it could have possibly been. She said, well, that happened when I was five or six. This can't, th- all these restrictions can't have been from then. Could it, can it? And I said, yeah, yeah, I can. If it's not dealt with, it pretty much stays there. So, um, if you have any, any organ or fascial restriction, that lymph is going to get get bound up either locally, maybe just in that organ, which will impact the organ health or potentially more globally. So it'll, if it's in the fascia as, as the lymph is flowing up from the torso, it might get stuck and kind of, uh, not move very well through the rib cage area. So that's going to be reduced detoxification capability. So what are your steps? You're like, what are the, what are the two steps to help clear up my lymph? This is this is what we're here for. So step one, overall, you're going to want to reduce toxic burden. And with my clients, we do these through a variety of ways. We really want to think about testing, not guessing where the toxic burden is. I definitely, in our, in our foundations program, we actually look and when I'm talking with someone and we're starting to work out, I... I asking all these different questions to figure out and make sure, yeah, we should be doing all the tests we do. So we, we get a good idea of like, we're not going to run a test for no reason and, you know, get no information. However, once we have that information, we run the test so that we are not guessing about do or do not 
do they or do they not have a pathogen? Which pathogen is it actually? Because we then use pharmaceutical grade herbs to help the body get rid of that pathogen. It's not, you know, some intense antibiotic. We, the body, we support the body and, and help the body along the way so that it, we work together with it so that the body can push out the pathogen. And, and it's very gentle in the system. We're not destroying other microbiomes while we're doing it, none of those things. So the lab testing we use is the GI map and the organic acid test, usually just the GI map, unless somebody at the very beginning or midway, we think, hey, we need to do the oat test. But that is two super helpful tests that help us identify pathogens, everything from parasites to H. pylori, C. diff, candida, all, you name it, there, it's a huge variety of stuff. Mold is also included in that. Another way we reduce burden is helping balance the hormones. So again, we don't guess. I do something called the Dutch test. It is a urine-based test you can do at home, super phenomenal test. It, it, it looks at hormones at a way deeper level, way more nuanced level than just blood work. And if there's estrogen imbalance, testosterone imbalance, uh, anything going on with progesterone, we use, again, pharmaceutical-grade herbs, plus other lifestyle tactics that we can do to support the liver to detox these hormones. And so the liver is a primary supportive organ that we're working with. Again, not necessarily saying we need to, don't, you don't need to go on the pill. You don't need to take supplemental hormones or anything like that. You just need to help the body balance itself. And that's what we do with hormone imbalance with heavy metals, doing another test called the HTMA or hair tissue mineral analysis. And so this is something that we can look at to see what are the, what's the mineral levels in the body. Are you lacking nutrients? Do you have heavy metals? Making sure that heavy metals aren't ongoing problems and mercury and aluminum are the most common things that I've seen in my practice, but we've also found arsenic, we found lead. And you, if you are not dealing with those things, it's going to cause ongoing inflammation that even if you say we got rid of the pathogen, you might not feel as good as you want to feel until those are gone. Food sensitivities, again, doing lab testing, not guessing, not being stuck on super minimized diets for the rest of your life. You can actually heal from food sensitivity tests. We use the MRT and the Zoomer, which I talk more about on episode 59, how to choose the right food sensitivity test for you. And you can go check out that episode. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to listen more there. And lastly, personal care products. Uh, switching out more toxic personal care products to non-toxic personal care products. And that can be its own process. And it's something I work with my clients through. But if you just want to get an idea and start checking out your current products, even if they already say, you know, natural or, you know, non-toxic, that's not always, doesn't mean it's the best product for you. So what I recommend is picking the EWG app and it's an app that you can like scan barcodes and just look at whatever you're wanting to buy or what you already own and seeing how does it rate based on this huge database of products that are then rated, you know, from most toxic to least toxic. Really great app there. And I will also put that link in the show notes. It's EWG app. So that's number one. You just want to reduce your burden. And when you reduce the burden, 
a lot of times you'll get a lot more impact from step number two. You can do step number two on your own without necessarily looking at your sources of inflammation. But if you do step number two without step number one, a lot of times you're going to be chasing your tail um, because step number two is about moving. You want to move. You want to move the lymph. You want to, if you've got that highway, you want to increase the number of lanes of the highway so the cars can flow. But again, like I said, you'll be chasing your tail a bit if you still have a pathogen or a heavy metal or food sensitivity or a, you know, hormone imbalance that is then just tossing more toxins into, into these kind of highways. But step number two is move. And so this has to do with things you might have heard about with lymph before, or maybe you haven't thought about as much. So moving includes walking, just go for a five minute walk, stretching, stretching's huge. I do this. Um, I've worked with a lot of clients on this who are very weak. They're very tired. It can have to do with, um, maybe pain that they might experience when they go walking or just the fatigue, the chronic fatigue they're under and just gentle stretching. Both can be tiring, but also meaningful, valuable, impactful. And so even if you aren't kind of in the chronic lift, uh, chronic fatigue phase, it's still powerful. Stretching is incredibly helpful because again, you're kind of, it's like a slinky. You stretch out these lymphatic ducts, which makes more space and then you relax them. And then it helps the fluid move along when you're opening and closing different, different cavities of your body. So stretching your torso, stretching your arms, your legs, all those things. Dry brushing is going to be another helpful way to move lymph. And that's going to have to do with just the brush itself moving on the surface of the skin. It activates your lymphatic ducts because the lymphatic ducts are very, they're very light. They're responsive, they're responsive to very, very light touch. If you use heavy touch, it actually crushes the lymphatic ducts. So you wanted to use light touch for lymphatic drainage. Um, hot and cold flushing is something else you can do to drain lymph. And you can do this in a fancy way by doing like a you know, dunking yourself in a cold bath at say like a gym and then jumping in the sauna and doing something like that. But you can do a really simplified version in your shower. So you want to, you jump in, get the water on hot, then turn it cold, turn it hot. And you can do this in about 15, 10 to 15 second intervals enough that the water gets fully hot or fully cold. Your whole body's immersed in it. And what happens is when the hot water's on you, it dilates or opens your blood vessels and your lymphatic system. And then when it when you hit the cold water, it contracts and constricts. And so it pushes the fluid forward. And when you do that repeatedly over usually shorter intervals, so like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, what happens is it dilates and pushes, dilates, contracts, dilates and contracts. And you get this nice pushing of lymph. Of course, you have to deal with the cold water, but um, it's one of the reasons, it's one of the many reasons that these hot, cold flushes can make you feel so awake as it gives you nice, nice lymphatic flush. You can also do massage, which I already mentioned, which is somebody else moving you. It's one of the reasons massage can be so helpful for anybody dealing with chronic illness, everything from cancer to, um, you know, paralysis, people who have a hard time moving or, um, get very fatigued moving massage can be very powerful. And then more specifically, even visceral manipulation or lymphatic drainage, which is a manual therapy technique. This helps visceral manipulation is one of the most powerful lymphatic drainage 
uh, techniques. It's, it does so much more than just lymph, but it's so powerful because like I said, your organs are sending so much lymph or at least they're trying to send so much lymph and toxic waste out of the body. And then the rib cage is just a, basically a, a big treasure treasure case of, of organs, right? And so you want to make sure that all these organs are mobile and they're, they slide and glide and they lymph, let lymph through as it's coming up from your legs to your pelvis, to your torso and abdomen, to your chest and your rib cage, and then dumping into the heart. You want to make sure there's tons of space and even tons of space. Cause a lot of times if the head is having a hard time draining, it's because of what we call the thoracic inlet, this opening where if you just look at your neck, it kind of like inserts into your, into your rib cage, right? Well, all of the fluid in your head needs to drain through this very little area at, at your neck. And you want to make sure that their area is nice and mobile. And that's more than just uh, chiropractic care, though it, it can include that or PT. It also includes visceral manipulation, which attends to the viscera, your esophagus, your trachea, your lungs, your pleural cavity, your uh, your heart, your diaphragm, your liver, which is right underneath the diaphragm. If the liver's restricted, the diaphragm can't drop. So visceral manipulation, 100% recommend getting that. And if you want visceral manipulation, I have a really easy to use tool. If you go to betterbellytherapies.com slash find, you'll be able to find find a craniosacral therapist or visceral manipulation practitioner near you. And I walk you through how to even identify who would be a good candidate. So when you go on, you don't have to be like, can I trust this person? I talk you through what are the different things to be looking for on each person's profile to determine if they are a good fit for you. So those are the two things to help your lymph move and to help get you rid of that chronic puffy face, puffy hands, puffy feet, you know, you, no matter how much weight you lose, kind of have a puffy look to yourself. Um, you know, I've, I've had clients that even when, when they go through working with me in the foundations program, uh, their puffiness decreases so much that even on zoom calls that it's been mentioned. So my client, Abby Herman in episode 13 talked about that and, and her testimonial podcast episode where she talked about, um, jumping on zoom calls with clients in the middle of the pandemic. And they're like, wow, you look really good. And all they can see is her face. Right. <laughs> but her body was handling, um, all her inflammation so much better. I mean, everything about her was changing, including her energy levels, not needing naps, go check out that episode. And then my client Desi in episode 35 talks also about decreasing inflammation in her hands and in her legs and feet and her rings fitting on her hands better. And just a lot of improvement there. So if you even want to hear a testimonial of clients who didn't come to me for lymphatic problems, but we deal with it as we're dealing with all the other gut problems and bloating and pain, um, all of that goes away. So uh, check out those episodes if you want to hear more. But if you listen to this episode and you're like, Allison, I've already done all the lymphatic stuff. I, I mean, this was great. Interesting to hear. I'm just so sick of things not working and I want to, I want more. And I want to invite you to the foundations program in the foundations program. We do that testing that I talked about. So you're not guessing anymore. You're not DIYing your health. You're not just trying random supplements. You're actually working with, with, 
data and information about your body, lab tests that your doctor hasn't run, right? We're not going to just reinvent the wheel or do lab testing that we're not going to find anything that doesn't happen in the foundations program. So if you are ready to find answers, if you're ready for help in your health, if you are ready to say goodbye to your symptoms and stop just trying random things and feeling frustrated, then I want to invite you to join the foundations program waitlist today. You can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. Join the waitlist now. That's the only place when I start to invite clients to work with me again, that's the only place where I'm announcing it and sharing the link where you can can work with me, right? So uh, there's no way to know 100% what your symptoms are being caused by, by purely just evaluating your symptoms. So the body is going to give you symptoms and you need to test so you're not, not guessing anymore. So if you are ready to get rid of your bloating and puffy hands and feet and, and firm belly and just discomfort and foggy headedness, then go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist, sign up for the foundations program waitlist, or click the link in the show notes and join the waitlist there. I would so love to work with you. I want to help you experience the body that you are able to have that is healthy and vibrant. And I would love to do it for you today. So join the wait list today. And I would love to see you in there soon. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode on lymph and got some new ideas on ways to detox. Yay, detoxing. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to leave a rating and review on our Apple iTunes podcast or on Spotify. It means so much for me to see what you are loving on the podcast and that it's making an impact. So please, if you've listened to this episode and it made a difference, if you've been listening for a while and you're a fan of the show, just go to go to our link in the show notes and go to our Apple iTunes and leave a review. Or if you're in Apple iTunes, just scroll to the bottom of our, of your episode and click the link to leave a rating and review. Other ways that you can support us or continue the conversation is by joining us on Instagram at betterbellytherapies. We're on on Instagram y'all. So if you want to hang out with me more, go to at betterbellytherapies.com or click the link in the show notes to follow us there. Also, if you love this episode and you are new or you've never hit subscribe before, I want to encourage you. We have even more coming down the line. So subscribe so you never miss a gut loving good beat. And if you thought of a friend while listening to this episode, I want to encourage you take a screenshot of this episode and send it to your friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut or maybe their lymphatic system and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. If you listen to this episode and you have a question or you've been listening and you have a question that I haven't answered before or didn't answer clearly enough or well enough and you want to hear more, you have a way to ask and get my answer directly. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison and you can record your very own question right from your phone, easy as pie, and you can ask it by leaving your name and email or asking it anonymously and you may get featured on Better Belly Podcast. It's super easy. Like I said, you can record it on your phone and if you don't like it, you can even re-record it. It just keeps on going. It's super easy to do. You submit and you're done. And I get an email right away telling me that I have a question. You have a question and you may get that answer on the Better Belly Podcast. 
Lastly, if you are local to Metro Detroit, guess what? So are we. Our in-person office is in Metro Detroit region, and if you would like to get visceral manipulation, craniosacral therapy, or functional lab testing with us live and meet me in person, I would love to see you. You can book a new client evaluation at our in-person office by going to click the link in the show notes or going to betterbellytherapies.com slash bookings. I'd love to see you there.